Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mics are hot and the boys are here. Welcome to the Lore Boys. I'm your host, Ethan Palmer. Joining me today is James Miller and Peter O'Donohue. Uh, we're the Lore Boys. We talk about lore. This is a podcast. We... With the two S's. Otherwise, yeah. it would be Lore Boy. But Jamie and I are here, so it's boys. Because so they, add, they, they add a little... Wrong you know brand. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Licks finger, hits, touches iron for hiss yeah. noise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm touching this mic because these mics are hot. Um, <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're a podcast that talks about uh, fake history. Uh, as our tagline would imply, fake history is the best history. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, one of my personal favorites, Magic the Gathering, uh, and an u- upcoming Dungeons and Dragons setting, uh, the the plane of Theros. Uh, so the last ex- was it, I don't know if it's the last expansion or two expansions ago now in Magic: The Gathering, but in January uh, a new Theros set released, uh, Theros Beyond Death. Um, and so, and now they're releasing a D and D source book for the plane of Theros, D and D being Dungeons and Dragons. So I thought we'd we'd do a little a little skim off the top of what Theros is and talk about. Um, uh, story from the plane itself we have a older episode like probably a year and a half at this point about a D magic crossover for ravnica as well yeah. if anyone is interested in that yeah so similar concepts it was a well-established uh place in the magic the gathering canon and wizards was like we could pay people to write new stuff or we could just use this old stuff that we have across you know various places um so they went with the cheaper option i guess the more efficient option maybe we should say uh (laughs) uh, but i i'm personally pretty excited about it so uh let's let's jump in do you guys you guys you guys only know what i've told you i assume so why don't you guys set up theros for us Uh, this is a test to see if you actually listen to me you said it was D and D because I I asked once and then you wrote it down in discord um and you said it's like uh, it's D and D, but if D and D was ancient Greece, that's exactly. I absolutely don't listen to you. So <laughs> good. That, yeah. good, good, good. Well, you passed the test, Jamie. Peter, you failed. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Theros... the, the pass or fail was whether you don't listen to Ethan. Yeah, exactly. Nobody oh, should be listening. It was to a me, trick honestly. question. <laughs> uh, so Theros is a plane in Magic: The Gathering. Uh, we've talked about it a lot before. If anybody remembers our past Magic the Gathering episodes. For the new listeners, we have a ton that explain it in more depth, but uh, it, Magic the Gathering is set in a multiverse where each plane uh, has its own flavors, and there's an infinity of them, all that good stuff. So this one is the ancient Greek setting, basically. I'm a fan uh, of the fake cinnamon flavor, personally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fake cinnamon plane. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, give me those Valentine's hearts, man. <laughs> All day. Ancient Greek just seems like kind of boring compared to the other ones. A land like, of yeah. and horrors. Yeah. <laughs> Greece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, could they, like, could they at least do the ancient Rome? <laughs> <laughs> I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free recently. Uh, there you go. It's so 111 should... gigs, so I haven't installed it. That's uh, that's all I know. You got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so you should know everything about this plane. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, everybody fucks goats, if that game is to be believed, or at least the eight seconds of gameplay I've seen from it. So anybody who remembers way far back to our God of War episode would know that oh. uh, we know very little about actual ancient Greece. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I do genuinely enjoy researching these episodes because it's always fun to kind of like tie it to uh, real life history. Um, so uh, Theros is a plane. Uh, it's one of mighty heroes, meddling gods, powerful monsters, and beautiful Mediterranean seascapes. Uh, oh. It's inspired specifically by Hellenic Greece. So think Helen of Troy. Uh, the word theros is an ancient Greek word, uh, which I'm sure Peter is familiar with. Peter, you want to take a crack at it? Nope. <laughs> Something <laughs> it, world? It means summer. So oh, uh, sure. I guess it's it's perpetually ancient Greek summer in theros. Is, we, can, we can surmise. Is, is the first day of summer in June or in May? It's in June. Okay. So th- June 20th, theros is June 21st? Could be, yeah. The, the equinox is like the 20th or the 21st, something like that. God willing, we'll be allowed to go outside at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I was looking up Theros, and uh, they were like, uh, like it's not confirmed by Wizards of the Coast uh, what, what, where Theros comes from. So somebody was like, oh, Theros is actually an ancient Greek word for uh, summer. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense that they would name the plane that, you know? And then yeah. somebody else was like, it could also be a portmanteau of the heroes. I was like, that's fucking stupid. And it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the most childish thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> then it would be Vero's or whatever. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that was very funny. And if whoever made that edit on the Magic the Gathering Wikipedia Gamepedia page, uh, I apologize. But I don't like your, uh, your guess. <laughs> your hot take is uh, lukewarm at best and stupid. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. Uh, So the plane of Theros is governed by the gods of Nyx. Uh, Nyx is the name for like the night sky of the plane. So much like in Nyx is a is an is a Greek mythology thing as well. Oh yeah. Well, there's one that I didn't take the time to look up. Nyx. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So maybe it's correlates to the sky as well. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's the night sky, so it's where the constellations are, and we know from our ancient Greek classes in high school that. the constellations is you know you can find the gods in them like you find uh orion and crab two fish centaur, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly the big adam spoon and, adam and the little spoon mm-hmm. yeah two spoons there's a there's a, a goose i think cygnus um there's cassiopeia that sounds greek uh yeah, it's cassiope <laughs> <laughs> it's just like persephone <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Nyx is defined by mankind's, uh, sorry, Theros is defined by mankind's struggle against the primal forces of the world and mankind's conflict with the many other sapient races that populate the world. So in ancient times, Theros was ruled by powerful beings known as Archons. These Archons once held a massive empire, tyrannizing the world in the belief that it was their responsibility to impose strict justice. Are these the not quite, these are the legally distinct titans, basically? 
No, so there are Titans. These guys actually come after the Titans. We're going to dip back into the Titans in a bit. But oh, okay. uh, this is kind of like the dawn of of more human civilizations, uh, where after the Titans were, were beaten back by the gods and everyone was left to their own, you get these like heroes, uh, kind of like Achilles would have been an archon in... Um, in Theros, because they're just heroes that become so powerful that they're able okay. to just like command people. So it's like Hercules and those that caliber of a legendary person, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jason uh, with his with his uh, sheep's sheepskin, you know. Yeah, the golden fleece. Mm -hmm. And all his yep. uh, yeah, he defeated all the stop motion skeletons, so they deified him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the Archons are tyrants. They they think that it's their job to ensure justice is meted out. Uh, the most notable of these Archon tyrants was Agnomachos. So you're you know we're in ancient Greece now. Yeah. Uh, he used the Leonin as an army. The Leonin or Leonin are uh, cat people, uh, but really like buff cat people. They're uh, like lion people. Is this Leo. the same universe as the backwards hands cat people, or is that a different thing? That's that's specifically a D and D thing, and their okay. uh, rakshasas are from the nine hells. They're okay. they're born in they're born in hell. Uh, you can't kill a rakshasa unless you kill it on its home plane in hell. Uh, eventually, the the sorry, what was that? Like just from their perspective, that would usually you think of home as a place of comfort. For them, they would <laughs> right. never want to go home. Yeah, right? that's where you die. Yeah, that go, that applies to all devils in the D and D canon, right? Wow. Would you need so, to sell four different kinds of scissor? Because you've got like yeah. le lefty scissors, righty scissors, but then you've got upside down righty and upside down lefty scissors. <laughs> they, like they Ned must, Flanders that's the only killing. way they could possibly work, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're okay to run with them everywhere except for when they're at home. So yeah. don't run with scissors when you're at home. Yeah, if exactly. your hands are upside down, you risk stabbing someone else, I think, is how that yeah. works. <laughs> Uh, unless, um, unless you have the upside down ones. Uh, oh, if you have an upside down pair of scissors, it's totally dangerous. Uh, Rakshasas were created by Wizards of the Coast to sell more scissors. That's that's a lower voice camp. By Big Scissor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hasbro probably owns Big Scissor, right? So, and Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. So. Yeah, I, I, it's either Hasbro or Brazzers. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was good. Uh, very good. Uh, so eventually, the, that Archon Empire would fall. Uh, instead, so afterwards, it's replaced by uh, polis. Which um, do you guys know what the, the ancient Greek word polis means or polis? Many something it means city, like uh, metropolis. Oh, oh, p o uh, p o l i s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the the plural of that, which uh, I had known polis, I did not know that there was a plural of it, which is p o l e i s, which is polis, I guess. So metropolis would be many metropolises okay uh so um oh this uh separate thing the because uh the root of octopus is greek uh from to my knowledge the plural of octopus is octopodes mm -hmm. or octopuses if you want octopuses. to make it english yeah uh but not octopi because that would be a latin root and it's not a latin word and that would be racist thinking that they're all the same Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Come not on, all. Man. Not Rome. Rome is nothing. Ancient Rome was nothing like ancient Greece. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's not basically the exact same people. <laughs> just a carbon cutout. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you just swap blue for red, and you're just like, oh, yeah. there we go. Different. Yeah. 
so the Archon Empire does fall. Uh, it's replaced by cities. Basically, there's three main cities in, in Taros uh, with like smaller ones or whatever. But uh, the remaining Archons, uh, they still attack these cities quite often, uh, mostly because they're crybabies and they feel it was unfair that their honor was stripped by them from humans, you know, like... It's like, it's not fair. We were once in charge, and now we're not in charge anymore. Uh, so they, they still, they're still a threat to the plane, but not like a huge threat. It, are they the, um, like, barely name-changed Athens, Sparta, and, like, Thebes? Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, they're, not, they're not barely name-changed. It's like Miletus is one. I know that's, like, the... I think okay. that the capital or, like, the main city, I'd say, or the, the city of most good... Uh, there's three, uh, three main cities. Basically, I I didn't write them down because it's not super important. Um, so the archons uh, stand apart even from the gods of the plane. Uh, they they serve a force they deem higher. They say justice is more important than worship, uh, which I can kind of get behind. But yeah, it's, uh, that's the, the, there's a good uh, kernel. There's a, probably from what I understand about most of the fiction that we cover is like every idea starts in a good place, yeah, exactly, and eventually goes completely off the rails into tyranny and destruction. It's horribly, horribly executed. Uh, so before the icons, um, before even the gods of Nyx rules, uh, can you guys guess who was in charge of making Theros? You already kind of touched on it. Um, so indeed, was it that What's that? Was it Karn or like one of the planeswalkers who had created or or like? No, you guys you guys guessed it already, and you've. Oh, was it the Titans? The Titans, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so thousands of years before the gods would arrive, the primordial Titans manifested primal forces and desires made uh, real would scour the burgeoning world, leaving horrible devastation behind them. Okay. Uh, so they were they were they were bad. The Titans. Um, Titans are playable cards in the uh, M13 Magic set, um, and I mean, Titans. Titans uh, is like a so Magic the Gathering cards. Creature cards have like subclasses, so you can have the God subclass, and you could have the Archon subclass, and you could have the Titan subclass. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, That's like where it says like like legendary dash beast on a card or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it would say legendary, well, legendary creature dash God, legendary creature dash Titan, or just okay. creature dash Titan. Yeah. Um, and so gods, uh, Titans and Archons are, none of them are unique to Theros. There's uh, different sets which have versions of Archons and versions of Titans and versions of gods. Uh, Theros does have its own. Um, so the, at the time, there's like these massive titans uh, who just rampage through the plane. They fuck shit up. They don't care for the for your rules, Peter. Uh, they don't they don't play uh, fair. I'm not uh, gonna stand for that sort of shit because you guys know. I said at the beginning of this episode and at the beginning and end of every other episode, I'm a stickler for the rules. That is true. Yeah. He says it. He does say it. <laughs> uh, and and you know what? He sticks to it. Uh, <laughs> it's consistency is my game. So if you're, let's say for a second, James, you were human, okay? All right. Uh, you have a fire. Sounds uncomfortable. Sounds uncomfortable already. But <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, it's extremely uncomfortable. Okay, so you're human. You're fleshy. Uh, you're uh-huh. small. Uh, okay. You have to eat to live. Your hair's getting a little long. <laughs> it's getting a little long. You can't really go outside very much anymore. Uh, even, going to, <laughs> even going to the grocery store is a big pain. Uh, you're left with fire and pointy sticks to defend yourself from these like towering leviathan titans. Okay, 
You realize the fire and the pointy sticks aren't doing it. What do you, what do you, what do you do? What, what's your what's your defense here to oust uh, these rabble rousers? I think I'd just run away. I'd probably run away. Okay, fear. Fear's one response. Peter, would yeah. you would you would you do something different? Uh, yeah. Uh, in the in the um. In in an effort to move the plot forward here, I would like to probably make a deal with some sort of demon from another dimension to uh, come in and solve my problems and then likely rule over me with an iron fist following that. Okay. Well, I I like the guesses. Uh, Both wrong. Ah. What about, oh, is it like Gulliver's Travels where they team up or I don't know if I said the right thing, but (laughs) it's all the little people uh, like trip the giant and then like... Who is actually just Gulliver, right? Yeah, I was going to say, the giant like, just Gulliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you have your backs up against the wall, uh, with all-powerful, towering monsters, destroying your crops, murdering your families, I you don't run right. away. You don't make deals with devils, Peter. You uh, you turn to the obvious answer, prayer. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was from the prayer of the mortal races of Theros that the gods themselves sprang forth. So the gods didn't exist until people just wished so hard that they did. Oh, it's kind of like Malazan, where the power of the god is the yeah. how many followers they have. Kind of thing. Yeah, for anybody, any of our listeners who've read the Malazan series is exactly that. Like, you're, yeah. you're stronger the more people who worship you. And if you're just a mortal man who enough people truly worship, you can kind of ascend. Yeah, and a god <laughs> dies when its last follower forgets his name. Yeah. Pretty okay, much. cool. I think yeah. the show on Amazon Prime, American Gods, follows something like that, but I've only seen one episode so far. Could be. I've heard very good things. It's also a book series. I know that. Yeah, it's Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Uh, he has like a lot of weird religious TV shows on Amazon Prime. Uh, he also had Good Omens, which is fucking terrible for the record. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard good things about American Gods. Uh, so yeah, it was thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers is the obvious defense against. <laughs> they oh all changed their Facebook profile picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it worked out for them. Yeah. You've got the Zeus filter on Facebook, and he gets so much more powerful. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's talk about the the gods. The I guess the important ones. Uh, so first, there's five major deities. Uh, there's at least ten lesser deities. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna name we're we're gonna have, play a fun little mini game here. Okay. I'm gonna name the deity. You guys are gonna tell me uh, the Greek counterpart. Well, first tell me what you think it's the god of, and then tell me the Greek the Greek counterpart. Okay. Okay. So uh, first one, uh, god of god of gods, Heliod. Okay. Zeus well, that's lightning. Easy. Zeus the lightning sun. Lightning Zeus. Uh, the Greek Helios, god of the sun. Yeah. Okay. Frick. Uh, nice okay, so they 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 switched the god, or they switched rank, because Zeus is god of gods, and he does, uh, I mean, he's god of lightning or something. But well, We um, don't know anything about Zeus yet. We only know about Heliod. But Heliod being the <laughs> yeah. leader, and his analog being Helios, god of the sun, means they changed that. So now yeah. I know it's not a direct parallel. Yeah. No, yeah, it's 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 definitely different. Um, okay, okay. Even just like the ma- the major deities, there's one here who's a major deity who you really wouldn't think would be a major deity. Okay. Uh, so number two, uh, Thassa. Oh, that's the water one because the Thassa. What's thalassophobia? Thalassophobia so is afraid of deep water. So that would be of the seas. And so that would be Poseidon in that case. Poseidon. And you guys nailed it. Two points. Uh, Erebos. 
Oh, um, Erebus is something evil, so that is death. So it's either Thanatos or Hades. Good job, Peter. It is the god of death. I would say it's more similar to Thanatos yes. because okay, uh, he's not. There is like a shepherd of the of the dead um, or, or a steward of the dead in um, Theros, but uh, he's a lesser deity, and yeah. that would be Sharon. more similar to Hades, right? Uh, yeah, that's Sharon. In uh, Hades is like a different thing. A Sharon like works for him. I don't really know Sharon or Karen. It's C H A R O N. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, Sharon. Uh, hey, Sharon. <laughs> it's pain and panic from... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, dude, I love them. Yeah. Karen and Sharon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Their haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Perforos. Say it again? Perforos. This is the one that doesn't really... I wouldn't have thought would be a major deity, but in uh, this one is he, so... He pokes really little holes into things. That's a good guess. Oh and yeah, uh, yeah. Lets he's, things seep through. Yeah, he's, <laughs> uh, he's god of spaghetti. The and would be the analog of Calandros. Okay, I don't know if Calandros <laughs> is actually the Greek god. It is. Of it's spaghetti. not. That's just a Greek-sounding bastardization of colander. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, uh, I have no idea. Uh, uh, no, it'd be perf. Uh, per, you said it earlier. The perfophone or whatever. Persephone. No, Persephone? no it's it's not the. Uh, she's not no. a Greek god. She's not uh, a god. Yeah. And she's uh, she's a, a character in a fable. Really. Uh, I wanted to get a perfect score. We fucked it up. All right. <laughs> well, you guys also fucked up Heliod and <laughs> comparing him to Zeus. So yeah. No, uh, no, no. Was- <laughs> um. Uh, so he's he's the god of the forge. Uh, so oh, you guys. Yeah, know it's um, Greek counterpart. I remember the Hephaestus. god of war. His daughter Hephaestus. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, built his the daughter, ladder. His daughter is the hot one. Uh, could be. Aphrodite is the hot one. Yeah, isn't she the daughter of... Hey, hey, all women are beautiful. Uh... No. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I, I hope she listens remember... to this, bro. <laughs> I remember in God of War, uh, you have yeah, to you go... Res- you rescue Hephaestus. He's like... He's, he's crunched and... over. Don't you... Uh, isn't that mission involve Hephaestus and Pandora? Oh, is it Pandora? I thought it, I you know. had to go see Aphrodite, and then you have the sex minigame. Aphrodite's go a god, back. though. Aphrodite is a god. Yeah, I thought it was god the daughter of him. Damn. All my uh, Greek stuff comes from Disney's god Hercules and God of War, so <laughs> I don't know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last last one, last of the major deities, uh, Nylia. Nylia. Take is it of the night? Is it of no. the night? No, no, no Nyx is the night sky. Um, I don't know. Uh, Nylia, I'm going to say, is she like fucking... Oh, wait a second. Is she Wisdom and <laughs> Athena? No, the uh, god no. of pantyhose, like nylon. <laughs> yeah, nylon oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's the goddess of the hunt. Oh, so I see. The the Greek comparison would be? Nidalee. No, that's from League of Legends, James. Damn. <laughs> mm, I don't actually know that one. I don't know the god of the hunt. Artemis. Oh, okay. Artemis yeah. Fowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because he was a hunter, right? Nylon. Uh, he hunted birds. And his uh, dad, that was missing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just like all of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So these these are the these are the five major ones that spring uh, spring forth once enough people smash that like button on Facebook. Okay, uh, can you say them all again? Just because I'm so I'm yeah. so wrapped up in guessing that I forget. Heliod. We, re- we really don't need to remember them anyway. I just thought this was a fun little mini game to play. Uh, Heliod, god of the sun. Thassa, god of the sea. Erebos, god of death. Perforos, god of the forge. And Nylia, goddess of the hunt. Okay, cool. Uh, so these five major deities came a slew of lesser deities, uh, ten at least, like I said before. It's a very uh, utilitarian belief society where they're just like sun, build, hunt, water, die. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all just it's all just like very tangible things that people started believing in, and then you just get a god out of it. That's a pretty good deal. It covers I mean, most of the bodily functions too, other than just going to the bathroom. Yeah. Like you're eating, you're drinking, you're sleeping. You're yeah. I mean, I, presumably that's. <laughs> Presumably, that's why they're the major deities, is because they're just like the basic functions you need to survive, right? The day to day, yeah. Like hunt, hunt is food. Forge is like shelter. Death is comes for us all. The sea, I don't know. Probably need to like fuck on water at some point. Uh, and yeah. the sun, it's good. Grows, the sun grows. comes up and goes down, and when it goes down, you can fuck in the pool, which is yeah. where those two intersect. Definitely, exactly. The sun or- grows deer, so yeah. Uh, you guys know what deer sound like, right? <laughs> <laughs> so James, James and Peter were watching videos of deers making calls <laughs> before well, we started this podcast. It, Jamie a, sent it to me, to be fair. There's a Twitch I, advisor who identifies as a deer who has all these crazy ideas about removing voice chat from video games. <laughs> and Twitch is endorsing this person. And sh- so we are watching reaction videos to that. And someone said, she reacts to... Um, Canute's clip, but it's just a picture of a deer screaming. Video of a deer screaming, and yeah. It, anyways, Twitch is all messed up. I wish that this happened last week when we were talking about Twitch stuff. Yeah, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, so imbued with with the overwhelming power of thoughts and prayers, the gods of Theros were able to to beat back the Titans. Eventually, uh, they confined them to the underworld. Um, the lesser deity Clothis, uh, goddess of fate and destiny, sequestered herself with them voluntarily to ensure that they remain trapped okay. for all time. So bless my soul, Herc was on a roll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he went from zero to hero, okay? Just uh, like that. Hero, hero. <laughs> uh, so that's 15 gods accounted for, at the very least. But I want to talk a bit now about the birth of a new god, a real up-and-comer named Xenagos. Is that okay. Zeus? So uh, that's not Zeus, no. Uh, as far I didn't, I didn't even think to look for a Zeus counterpart, but I didn't see any like god of Is lightning. Is it Zeno or Xena ghost? Is it a dude or a chick? Uh, I don't. I couldn't tell you if it's a dude or a chick based purely on that, but it's X E N A G O S, and it's a dude. Oh, it's okay. the god of Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. something. It would be something strange because Xeno is like other or weird or whatever, which is why it's like the Latin for a space alien. Okay, yeah. Uh, like Xeno, xenophobe is uh, somebody who's scared of. Immigrants, right? Or uh, well, uh, of the other, uh, like yeah. the xenomorph is the alien and alien. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be immigrants in our context on on the planet Earth, but it yeah. xeno I think just means other. Okay, well, this is xena, so I don't know what that means. Yeah. It means I, other. I, I think it's a gendered thing, like the O and the A. <laughs> it means what? Sorry, <laughs> other. Other. I hate immigrants, not immigrants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so Xenagos was born a satyr. Uh, what uh, you, okay. So what do you guys know about satyrs? And no, James, uh, kill them. 
they James, drop... you've seen uh, Disney's Hercules before, so yeah, they're either Danny DeVito or <laughs> they drop consumables I need in World of Warcraft. That's oh, my experience with satyrs. <laughs> okay, uh, Peter, what do you what do you know about uh, satyrs? Uh, they're mischievous. Some of them are mm-hmm. very racist in Fantasia from the forties, and they mm-hmm. have little goat legs. They like to fuck, and they play a pan flute. So you were you were so close to a perfect score. They do not have goat legs. What? So contrary to popular depiction, and this was this was I, I, something that I part of my real life ancient Greece research. Uh, the goat legs of a satyr is a strictly Roman addition. So Roman oh. satyrs had goat legs. Uh, Greek satyrs did not. Greek satyrs, Greek satyrs were simply men with the ears and tail of a horse. Furries. And oh, and and a permanent exaggerated erection. Yeah, I was gonna say they're the <laughs> male opposite to a nymph. So the nymphs yeah. and the satyrs are are the are the little the woodland orgy beasts. Yeah, exactly. Which is where you get um, nymphomaniac. Yeah. So wow. uh, a which is a late night ex- animaniac cartoon. <laughs> a permanent... They keep baloney in their slacks, you better believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their slacks aren't very slack, if you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> uh, so permanent exaggerated erection is a direct quote from Wikipedia. Oh, uh, thank God. Yeah, so they they had permanent erections, uh, and all otherwise it was just horse ears and a horse tail. And it's evolutionary because they um, sometimes like to sleep on cliffs and that way they don't roll off of them in their sleep. Oh, oh, it's like a kickstand. <laughs> yes. Uh, very good. I, I could see yeah. the point. Yeah. So uh, real life satyrs still. Uh, comically hideous. They have mane-like hair, bestial faces, snub noses, always shown naked. Uh, satyrs are characterized by their ribaldry and were known as lovers of wine, music, dancing, and women. They were companions of the god Dionysus. Uh, oh, yeah. Believe- to inhabit remote locales such as woodlands, mountains, and pastures. Yeah. Uh, Dionysus Peter, is straight up the god of hedonism, which is just yeah. anything, anything taboo, and he's into it. God of god of wine and parties. Yeah. Uh, so he- hedonism bot from Futurama is exactly Dionysus. Yeah. Uh, so that's real life satyrs uh, on the magical plane of Theros. Uh, satyrs are are kind of similar. Uh, no they're boners, hedonists. I'm assuming. They're hedonists. Uh, presumably have boners, but you just never see it in the artwork. So not not exaggerate, not comically exaggerated. Well, guys, I'm just about to uh, claim my place among the pantheon of <laughs> Magic the Gathering fan art heroes. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I think we found the episode art. Honestly, yeah. just a big dick on a goat, man. <laughs> a Sharon man. and Karen following them around. So in Theros, satyrs are hedonists that worship the god Perforos. Uh, do you guys remember who what Perforos is? The smith. Not the colander. The, smith, the, the industrious one. Yeah. <laughs> not, you're right, Jamie, not the colander. It wasn't spaghetti. <laughs> that was a goof by me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Perforos is, created, is associated with creativity, artistry, and passion. So I satyrs, mean, you've got to be creative if you actually truly want to be hedonistic. You can only do missionary and a handshake so many times. Yeah, exactly. Right? you got to, yeah. You uh, you gotta you gotta get creative with it. That's how you yep. end up with a Korean spine cruncher, uh, or so, a Dutch okay. Peter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the o- the only sex move endorsed by the Lore Boys Comedy Podcast. 
so they they would also occasionally honor Nylia, goddess of the forest and the hunt. Uh, but there was no, notably no Dionysus for them to to worship. Um, so okay. Theros Therosators, much like the Greeks, are depicted as playful, benevolent, joyful beings by the populace. Where Theros satyrs uh, differ uh, slightly from Greek satyrs is they are also mischievous, not that different. They're also malevolent hedonists uh, that engage in violent revelries and enslave humans lured into their hedonistic cults. Oh, the like sirens, satyrs. basically? <laughs> Unlike the satyrs from Greek mythology, they're both male and female also. Oh, Guys, okay. but, you know, most of these things come from like a place of realness. Like there's a thunderstorm. There must be a god of lightning. There's there's like the the sea came in and, and swept things away. That There must be a god of the seas. But was there a guy with a huge boner and a cup of wine they found in the woods? It was oh, for yeah. sure. It was for sure some guy like cheated on his wife. And like came home drunk after like a two week bender where he like punched the mayor and like set someone's like donkey cart on fire. I was like, oh no, I was I was uh, possessed by the god of partying. It wasn't me, you see. And everyone was like, mm, well, tide goes out. I don't tide like it, in, but god of the ocean. I get too wasted and fuck up the town. God of parties. I am involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I I, I admire in retrospect, whoever that was. Because if you could get a god created after, like, your absolute rager... Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the boys just all... They all come back with the same excuse, right? They all go out together, and then... Yeah, yeah, I guess. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, they, check all their, they check all their receipts, which, of course, in ancient Greece are carved onto huge tablets, and yeah. they're just like, hey, we need to get our story straight, guys. Yeah. All right? <laughs> or else our wives, who aren't allowed to leave the house in ancient Greece, are going to be so mad at us. <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love the, the idea of everything being on a stone tablet. Like, they go to a restaurant, and they're like, all on one bill? And they're like, no, 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 no separate. And there's like 12 yeah. of them. So the waiter just like rolls his eyes. Yeah, yeah. And could you divide up the wine, um, the the wine pitcher. Oh yeah, of course. Tink. Yeah, he's yeah. got like the abacus to sort it out, yeah. and then he's got to carve it in. Well, he, like, he splits the bill and he brings everyone their tablets. He's like, "Oh no, no, sorry, we wanted the wine split up by glass. Could you take these back and do that again?" <laughs> sun's coming up. Like, <laughs> you'd never uh, get, be able to get away with not tipping because you would need to like. It's like, oh yeah, here there's a there's a chisel and hammer in the in the in the dish with this with the tablet. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you see someone leaving without chiseling anything, just like yeah. oh, that's <laughs> a <bit> tip. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so all, all this to say, uh, kind of like kind of like sirens in in that uh, they would often enslave humans who who came to party and, and drank a little too much of the Kool-Aid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so humans would often visit the Seder homeland of Skola in search of endless pleasure without consequence. Uh, Except for the you? whole being kidnapped and raped thing. So, yeah, the but nobody ever seems to hear about that. People just hear... Uh, so, like, they're really, they're really painted by the populace as these, like, playful, benevolent, joyful creatures, you know? Like, hey, we just, like, live in the forest and fuck and have fun all the time. Doesn't that sound great? They're like uh, army recruiters on a college campus. It's, it's uh, a pretty standard cult, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow, this is so cool. I'm so glad that me, guy lacking self-confidence, has somewhere to go and be happy. And then it's yeah. like... They keep telling me I can leave whenever I want, but I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to get home. Yeah. Uh, 
So the satyrs actually host festivals called Rollick Nights uh, in human cities, where the party is bumping, the wine flows freely, and the streets may get trashed, but things never get out of hand. Uh, so they, they throw these like huge ragers in human cities, and they, they just show them a good time. They don't enslave anybody, but they're just like, oh. yeah, look how fun we are. Aren't we great? Isn't being in the army great, kids? Uh, and then things are a little different in Scola Valley. So the humans go to the valley, and they're courted, they're flattered, they're wooed. Uh, the humans enjoy some days and nights of just what they sought, music, dance, and ecstasy, without ever having to punch a time clock. Invariably, of course, the satyr's hospitality would give way to more devious of their desires. The satyr wise men and women decide when the humans are ready for full initiation rites. Many humans volunteer for it, never knowing what, that the joke is on them, and that they are, and they are gifted crowns of broken horn, uh, symbols of mockery. So they're basically like the party's going on. They're like, yeah, who wants to do the full initiation now? And like all the drug people are like, woo, yeah, that's me, man. I'm down for full initiation. What's that? Like a wet t-shirt contest? It's a brand or something. Basically, they're like magically ensorcelled. Uh, they're like like mind controlled. And then they're like, they're like, wear this stupid, uh, wear this stupid crown of broken horns and like shove this broomstick up your ass. And they're just like, okay, I guess. And uh, they just live like that for a while. So once gifted the crowns, they become known as stubs. Uh, they're assigned menial, humiliating tasks while under the enchanting thrall of the satyr. So their job is like post-orgy cleanup, I guess. Oh, yeah. I was going to okay. say throw out all the, you, you got to launder the cum socks. Yeah. And of course, this being the tarp. What was that? <laughs> Spray down the tarp. Well, you got to yeah, flip it. Hose down the tarp. Yeah. Yeah. Tarp's, got, tarp's got two sides, so two uses. You only, yeah. you, you, you only need to hose down the tarp three times a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I assume, sat- not that I have any experience. Yeah. Uh, the satyrs eventually do tire of the humans. Um, uh, and uh, they'll, they'll leave them uh, to awaken from their magic trance just far from like all the civilizations. So they'll just like walk them out into the woods and be like, okay, you're free now. Oh, uh, shit. They've got their own version of waking up in like the, the Nevada desert with no pants on and, yeah. and no money sort of thing. Yeah, it's not naked and afraid. It's naked and ashamed. Uh, yeah, and they, with they a broken just, broomstick <laughs> poking halfway out of your they, Yeah, they, they wake oh, up and they waddle back to town. Uh, <laughs> naked so, and ashamed, the James Miller story. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that one. Yeah. I didn't want to spoil the fact that you had a book coming out before we announced it on our Patreon page, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they're, they're left to just, they wander back to human civilization. Uh, they fully remember all the, all the cum socks that they cleaned up, all the, oh, all no. the services rendered unto them. Uh, and they, they remember it all. They, they see it all. They taste it all. They smell it all. Uh, and they, they realize that they were mind controlled. And, yeah. uh, the, the satyrs kind of rely on the fact that, uh, they're all too ashamed to tell them. So a lot of, uh, older humans would like go back to town and be like, "Oh no, you gotta go to the Seder homeland." I had like so much fun there when I was your age, you know. And, and don't tell them that they were getting mind controlled because they're just too embarrassed. Jesus, so, like, <laughs> people just keep doing it. And I, I read that. I was like, "That's maybe the most realistic part of this story." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, "Oh guys, oh no, college is the best days of your life, dude. You're gonna you're gonna fucking love it there." And it's just uh, hedonism, right? Yeah, it's it's it. They then they just cut to that flashback of like the the black and white helicopters in Vietnam, except it's just like a goat man orgy. It just yeah. like, <laughs> faded through like this yeah. thousand yard stare. Yeah. Um, 
So Xenagos, uh, the guy who we're talking about, maybe more than most satyrs would play more into the malevolent aspects of satyrdom. Oh, good. One could argue that Xenagos' malevolence began in utero when he killed his twin sister in their mother Rasa's tomb. Or womb, not tomb. Uh, yeah, I was like, ooh, hang on That was dark. Well, both, actually. Yeah, it's the opposite of a tomb. Is a <laughs> yeah. womb, of course. Uh, That's where you uh, get your skeleton, you your not si- where you leave your skeleton. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Rasa uh, would eventually give birth, and during that birth, she would receive premonitions from Clothis, Clothis, the goddess of fate and destiny. Okay. And she would note that her child had big things coming for him. He had excess destiny packed into it. Not him. just mm-hmm. the erection, but also like triumphs. Yeah. Somebody Ex- when God was when God was creating Xenagos, he misread the instructions. It said a teaspoon of destiny. That oh. He accidentally put a tablespoon of destiny. So Dang. Standed up with way too much. Way too much destiny. Wow. Uh, so unlike most satyr mothers, uh, Rasa decided to stick around and try and raise her offspring. So most satyrs of Theros simply got too horny too quickly to worry about their own kids. Oh, they just bury the egg in a pile of dead leaves and let the decomposition keep it warm? Yeah. Hey. I, I, think it's like, I think it's like, you know, you, you hatch the egg or whatever and you feed it once or twice and you're like, okay, I'm off. But Rachel oh, yeah. was like, no, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. She's like, this kid, this kid's going places, you know? I don't want my son to imprint on me. What does an ostrich <laughs> sound like if it wants to make an egg? <laughs> yeah, it's, we, we watched those before the show, too. <laughs> we're, also, we're also looking up what sounds ostriches make before the show. <laughs> sound check's a wild ride. <laughs> we're just a trio of satyrs doing a sound check. All things are <laughs> <to satyrs. laughs> uh, So Ray says, like, I'm going to stick around. Uh, I could probably use someone uh, destined for such greatness for my own personal game, which or is to at know. least clean up around the house and sweep when I don't feel like it. Because that's, that's what it. That's my parents had kids for. The object of all uh, of hu- of humans having kids, right, is for personal gain. So it's why wouldn't labor. it be for kids as well? Yeah. So this would prove challenging for the young single mother. Before even turning six, Xenagos displayed reckless disregard for other life. He killed at least one other child. Uh, before he turned six, and turned the desperate to turn the desperate Rasa into an outlaw, as they were constantly on the run from persecution for his crimes. Is persecution uh, like from per- Persephone? Yeah, it's, it's, a col- <laughs> it's, it's another word for a colander. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, Persephone was the god of uh, springtime, autumn, and cops. Yeah, <laughs> bad, bad boys, boys, bad boys. boys. <laughs> Why well, you got uh, a license for those leaves? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I say he killed at least one, one other child before turning six. And I said six because at six, uh, he starts trying to kill his own mother. He's like, you know what? I don't really like her either. Yeah. Uh, so he's like a fucked up, twisted little kid. You know, a twisted fire starter, if you will. He's a very Damien from the Omen sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Rasa, distraught, frightened, unsure of herself, turns to prayer to try and get insight. All she was given was visions of her son, the hated bastard, rising to challenge the very gods of Theros. So she's like, guys, I don't know if I can do this. My son's a fucking psychopath. Keeps trying to kill me. He's a little asshole. He's preying on me. Keeps beating me up. You know, God. go all over the place. I keep stepping yeah. on it, hurting my hooves. <laughs> exactly. Gods, what, what can I do about this? They're like, yeah, this guy's going to be big. And she's like, okay, thank you, but that's not helpful. <laughs> I was like, no, no, but seriously, he's going to be pretty cool later. 
I love the fact that like the one parent in society who's just like, no, 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 I'm gonna raise my kid. Ended up with a psychopath. She's like, oh, with, fuck. with a Damien. Yeah, <laughs> should have gone to the orgy. They were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. You know Karen and Sharon were out? right. You know how many orgies I missed out on for you, uh, for you, you little shit? Yeah. Maybe he's so fucked up because she didn't miss out on the orgies. She just took him to the orgies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. I brought my kid. It's going to be fine. I'm raising him. Isn't that fun? He ends up like, with a hoof fetish. Yeah. What do you mean you're raising him? You know, I'm like, I'm sticking around. See what, see what he's going to do. Stand over there and face the wall, honey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, mind, don't mind the smell. Don't touch that human. You don't know where you're <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the two eventually do split. Uh, Xenagos was old enough at the time to take care of himself. How fast uh, probably... they age? Like people or like? I don't know. Without like the year, they, they age the a hell of a lot faster. Book, without the D and D source book out, I I couldn't tell you. Uh, it might it might say in the D and D source book. Might not. I would love Seder as a playable playable race in D and D. But we'll you see. Fuck up all your DM's <laughs> plans by wanting to fuck everything. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect card slaves. Yeah. yeah. All right, roll for stealth. Uh, Sater, you get disadvantage because your boner's in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be able to pick locks with your boner if you had a high enough dexterity stat? No. <laughs> it depends. You, ha- you, have to take, you have to take the trait uh, needle dick. Oh, yeah, can, exactly. Yeah. The chode <laughs> trait where you could just smash the lock off. <laughs> yeah, so I have uh, I have no idea how old he was. Okay. Um Lore Boy's canon, I'm going to say he was like six. He tried to kill his mother like once or twice. She was like, all right, that's enough raising children for me. Yeah. Uh, so I like, to, I like to think of him as just like a capable little six-year-old out, out in the world, you know? Like, I'm, I'm going to go challenge the gods. One of the little rascals. He's like Alfalfa. He's got his little hair. Yeah, yeah. Like up in, in between his horns. Yeah. And he's going to go kill Zeus. Uh, his hair is his boner, right? Uh, oh, that too, yeah. Dick, dick's on head. Um <laughs> Dough. So that's why <laughs> Homer Homer's thing is shortened to dough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dicks on head. Jesus. Yes. Uh, Homer, like the Greek, like the Odyssey. Uh, yeah, yep. It's all connected. <laughs> Simpsons predicted it. So <laughs> they always do. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Troy, yeah. especially. They yeah, predict that. they predicted something that happened four thousand years ago. You know, or three thousand years ago. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so like the rest of the satyrs, Xenagos led the good life of pursuing vacuous thrills and cheap pleasures for a time. He, he's, like, he's like, I'm six years old. I've only been to an orgy with my mom. Time for me to get out there and go to orgies solo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, or at least a couple of orgies with the boys. Yeah, exactly. Those, those good years don't last forever. So He kind uh, of more reminds me of Alex from Clockwork Orange. Especially in the book, where they're like very young, like fourteen, fifteen, or something like that, and just like hedonistic murderers. Yeah, I've only seen the movie. Uh, I haven't read the book. They are okay. very much hedonistic murderers. Yeah, uh, in the movie, I haven't seen the book. But yeah, uh, he's kind of just like uh, he's he's doing the satyr thing for a while. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to orgies. I'm gonna go to parties. You know, you go from orgy to party, party to demolition derby, demolition derby back to orgy. He's just he's living his best life. Yeah. Um. Uh, Somehow, though, eventually, he starts to get bored. You know, it's not not very senior of him, uh, but he's like, this is every powerful being in MTG D and D. They they just get <laughs> bored, and then something bad happens. Yeah. We've, yeah. Got, we, we've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, come on, how many how many fucking orgies can a man go to? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I want to go to a book club. You know, 
<laughs> Bill fucking Sanders want to start a book club with me. It's like, can we can we get like a gardening club going? You know, I like posies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it, there's nothing. Nobody wants to start a book club with them. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Everybody's like, no, nah, we're just we're gonna fuck. We're gonna go to the demolition derby later, and we're gonna throw a party after. Well, maybe we'll fuck those trucks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe they we'll fuck just the do them both at the same time. Maybe they piss in the keg. You know, who knows? Anything goes for a satyr. Uh, so what do you, what 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 would a satyr resort to uh, when parties get boring? You'd probably go to the city, get a job. <laughs> yeah, on the, at the Senate. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. It, they'd graduate yeah. from college. Something <laughs> yeah. blue collar. Yeah, exactly. He would he would he would probably drop out of his fraternity and then actually finish his degree and get like a blue collar job. Yeah. Uh, before trying that. Uh, he's gonna try a mega party. He's gonna try a bigger party. So, oh, he's chasing the dragon. Yeah, you know, he's oh, like, he's like oh, man, parties, they just didn't do it for me anymore. Uh, so, satyrs have something called the bakeya. The bakeya is kind of like the um, uh, Rollick Knights that they host in human cities, but it's, it's the no-holds-barred version. It's not the, you know, clean and fun, we're recruiting version. It's the, hey, let's fuck up our lives version you know okay. let's it's let's it's the let's get arrested version of the party okay so they're hardcore celebrations of ritual madness that happen only in the skola valley where satyrs are from uh Bakea often begin pleasantly enough but quickly descend into defilement sacrifice and violence done by those who hold the most power so it's like it's not just fucking anymore it's like killing and sacrificing and whoever's the strongest comes out on top it's the purge i guess uh i've never seen the movies but i've i've heard it com- things compared to it a lot i'm pretty sure the purge has at least one girl gets eiffel towered in the film okay i mean Good. i haven't seen it either but I, I i would assume this is how it would go it's like you and your boy would be eiffel towering another goat lady and then just be like what if we just fucking killed her and it's like, yeah, okay. And then, then you do that, and then everybody starts killing each other, and mm-hmm. then fucking as well. That's that's what I'm understanding this 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 party is like. Yeah, that's it. So it, it's 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 a festival, I guess. Or uh, I don't know. I don't know if it starts as like a normal party and it descends into Bakea, or if it's like a scheduled thing. Like, hey, we're having Bakea next week. You know, make sure make sure to bring a couple extra pairs of underwear. Oh yeah, <laughs> bring literally all of your socks. <laughs> oh you rabble rouser <laughs> so it was, uh it was during all this uh sock tossing that uh xenagos would find his planeswalker spark so oh. like we always say like in a lot of the for a lot of the other planeswalkers it usually comes through trauma of some sort so i like to think that xenagos was like oh you know i'm just gonna go like between rounds with a couple uh, a couple lady satyrs, uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go rinse up, you know. Don't mind me." And he goes, he grabs a washcloth and he like wipes his face. And the girl's like, "No, that's one of my socks." And he's like, just wipes it. Well, he's wiping it on his face. Like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and uh, it's it's so traumatic for him to have a uh, splooge on his face that he <laughs> his planeswalker spark ignites and he can suddenly. <laughs> if you had like a societal orgy, how could you have gone this long without like? one nut-related accident. This is his first one. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the video of, like, the porn camera operator getting too close, and the guy nuts, and he misses the girl and gets the camera operator on yeah, the face, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> there's, another, there's another one that I saw 
where there's like a guy below the girl. It's like a sandwich sort of scenario. And the guy standing up in back nuts first and goes like literally overshoots the entire woman's body and comes on the other guy's face like directly <laughs> like, like nice. a sniper like yeah. over her shoulder i, so, I would think that the boys cannon boys cannon that's what happened to xenagos to, okay. to ignite his planeswalker spark it was the three <laughs> three point nut basically yeah. just from <laughs> i would think it's like the blood like the bloodbath and things like that but uh I don't know. Maybe it's it's the splooch. Maybe it's the three point nut. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> There's your episode title right there. Yeah. I already wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so whatever whatever caused it, uh, he finds his planeswalker spark during this this ritual celebration called Bakea. Okay. Um, so he, he has the abilities of a planeswalker now, and I guess for anyone who hasn't listened to our other Magic the Gathering episodes, a planeswalker, like we said, Magic the Gathering is set across a multiverse of planes. A planeswalker is someone who could travel between those kind of at will. They just, like, summon the magic and they can open portals to different dimensions. Oh, what if, uh, he, what if he planeswalked over to Phyrexia and then tried to have, like, a bone horror orgy? Like, that would probably be a little bit more extreme for his boredom, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, maybe he did at some point. Maybe okay, he, cool. you know... Had a had a metal fetish for a while. Lord Boy's Cannon. Uh, he could now market <laughs> the Seder orgies to various other planes, thus broadening the amount of partners that he could have. Yeah, exactly. And the the number of uh, stubs that the Satyrs could uh, recruit, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about the slavery. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's exactly what he does. He takes advantage of the opportunity. He, he frolics among the, among the multiverse. Uh, he travels from plane to plane. He engages in the hottest orgies that his planeswalker powers would get him access to. He kind of has like the VIP card for the uh, the seediest clubs now, and he can get into the, all the back rooms. Uh, so he's just going from plane to plane, just still orgying, you know. Uh, but after a while, he becomes despondent once more. Oh my you know? god! There's just no satisfying this guy. Like literally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the in the grand scheme of things, he decides he's in, insignificant. He's he's seen the multiverse. He's like, what what, what is one satyr from the plane of Theros in in relation to all this inf, infinite infinities? That was that was hard to say. Infinite infinities? Even, <laughs> not that hard to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, so even even the gods he grew up knowing were meaningless outside of his home plane of Theros. You know, he'd always known Heliod and Perforos. And he's like, ah, oh, those guys are really powerful, right? And then he travels outside of Theros and everyone's like, who the fuck is Heliod? Uh, he's like, what do you mean? God, uh, God among gods. They're like, you mean Zeus? And he was like, no, no, it can't be. <laughs> uh, so he goes back to Theros uh, and he's got a plan. He's making, making for himself some ambitions. He decides to swing that big dick planeswalker energy around and summons a bunch of Eldritch forces to attack the police of Theros. So he's like, phase one of his plan is to attack all the major cities in his home plane. Because he's that like... That sucks. That's a terrible plan. Uh, he's like, you know what? Misdirection, baby. Uh, uh, so he's he's, summon, he's a planeswalker, and we've mentioned it on other episodes before, but planeswalkers can summon monsters from other planes to like fight for them. Uh, you, the player cool. of magic, are a, a, like a planeswalker, right? That's how you summon yeah. monsters and shit? Yeah. Exactly. That's how you canonically summon, like, play a creature card in Magic the Gathering, is you're yeah. summoning it from a, its home plane. Uh, <laughs> a portal a opens up. 
underneath its feet and it's on a table surrounded by people who smell like BO. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It was enjoying a nice dinner with its with its family and suddenly yeah. some uh, like it, it's at a magic the gathering convention. Got its is... curlers in, brushing its teeth with the mask on, just like yeah. <laughs> Ooh, shit. <laughs> Uh, so the, the attack, so he summons a bunch of like eldritch horrors kind of thing. Uh, that's kind of his, his bag, I guess his deal. His new kink. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was spending some time in the, uh, Lovecraft dimension. Uh, and he, he's like, yeah, you know, what? I'm gonna bring some of these home and attack, attack the cities of my homeland. <laughs> Everybody has a tentacle phase, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's long yeah. past though. <laughs> <laughs> The, the attacks themselves become so severe that the gods begin to go blind uh, to the mortal plane because uh, they're getting cut off from their oracles. So these Eldritch Horrors are killing like the oracles of the gods. And uh, the gods can't see on Theros if their oracles are dead because that's who they see through. Uh, so the gods did what any reasonable gods would do. Uh, they blamed each other and started conflicts with one another. They're like, you son of a bitch, my, my oracle went missing. I blame you, Perforos. And Perforos is like, what did I do? I can't uh, see down there either. Why would I, I, why would I kill them both? Yeah. So uh, for a while, the gods are kind of like squabbling amongst themselves. They're not paying too much attention to the, the plane down below. Meanwhile, battles are raging on. Uh, Has seems literally to- none of them gotten a prayer from anybody? Just like, dear Perforos, <laughs> please stop these uh other dimensional horrors from destroying our entire town especially our oracle god please why did they kill the oracle first and it's just like nobody's paying attention i I think the thing is that nobody knows where the uh the elder tours are coming from oh so assuming the other god one of the other gods uh, summoned the elder tours because they're like nobody nobody down there is powerful enough to have summoned such so many creatures that could attack so many cities all at once um xenagos is a powerful dude as it were uh, Elspeth, uh, the champion of Heliod, uh, who really deserves her own episode, and one day I'll I'll do an episode for her. She's she's been reprinted like countless times as a planeswalker, uh, and in like countless different versions. And some of her cards are are still some of the more expensive cards in a lot of formats, just because she's really strong. Uh, so I'll do an episode on her eventually. Maybe my next magic episode. Uh, she she's raising an army. To defend from the attacks uh, in in the name of Heliod, she's like, you know what? I know what's going on here, and I'm pretty powerful myself. So I'm gonna raise an army, and I'm gonna stop these elder tours wherever they're coming from. So uh, the day before the largest battle of the whole conflict, and she knows it. There's like a huge amount of forces outside. She's like hugely outnumbered. She's like, this is gonna be a tough one. Uh, she's approached by a seeming ally, Xenagos. So uh, kind of like visited in the night. She's in she's in a tent uh, with her lover. And she's like, she's like, hey, you know, like big battle coming up tomorrow. He's like, yeah, I better get back to my tent. Rest up. She's like, OK, buddy, rest up. Uh, so they go the ship away. Lovers because they call each other buddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I think canonically uh, they they become lovers tomorrow after the battle or oh, they, okay. pr- they profess their love for each other tomorrow. After the I, battle. Thought the, I thought the I thought the love would have uh, drawn in. Sorry about that. Drawn in a cat who would step on the keyboard and potentially end the recording for us. Yeah, uh-huh. turn the keyboard off. Uh, I thought the the lovers would have drawn in Xenagos, where he just like Kramer, just like barged through the door, just like you guys having sex in here. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so Xenagos kind of shows up and he kind of just like walks in with his big erection and it's like, hey, how's it going? 
It would poke through uh, the tent flap first, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the flap for him. Yeah, and then he, push the flap he, out of the way, and he would yeah. walk in yeah. himself. <laughs> Satyrs canonically are blind to tent flaps, and so they just press their erection up against the tent wall, and they walk sideways along it until they find the flap. I'd see like, a, move, uh, like a fist-sized indent just like dragging around the canvas yeah. of your tent. Yeah. Oh, it's, Satyrs here. Yeah. <laughs> if you think of like a strong man, like I think in, for us, uh, he would enter a room chest first, but a satyr always enters dick first. Right? Dick Talk first, first yeah. 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 So, and, so Xenoghost goes to Elspeth, and he's like, hey, crazy situation out there, huh? Pretty crazy that all these eldritch abominations have showed up at our doorstep, huh? Elspeth is like, yeah, it sucks. I gotta go fight with them tomorrow. He's like, oh, no way, you're gonna fight them? Wow, that sounds tough. You know, if it were me, I wouldn't fight them. I'd fuck I them. would just... I would just drown them. And she's like, like, drown them? What do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, there's this big dam. If you break the dam, you'd probably just drown them all and you wouldn't even have to fight them. She's like, you know what? That might actually work. So she tries it. Next morning, bright and early, uh, she breaks the dam. And sure enough, floods, floods the plain where all the Eldritch Horrors are gathered. And they seem to all just disappear. They'll just, they all die. They all, they all go away. You know, that was weird, but it sure did work. So uh, what do we do? We party. That's what people do, right? After a, after a big fight. So uh, everybody's partying. Everybody's having a good time after the battle. Like I said, Elspeth uh, professes her love uh, for someone uh, who we can get into uh, next time. Or he can get into her. I'll play yeah. voice. If you know what I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not even sure if uh, it's a he, but uh, oh really? I I'm not sure. I'm not is saying it it's a an LGBT relationship. Right handed scissors. What is it? <laughs> it's upside down. Right handed. Upside down. Right handed scissors. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> There's a little uh, bit of satyr spirit in all of us. <laughs> so uh, with Xenagos in town, uh, the wine does flow. We got a satyr throwing the party for us, boys. Like it's it's going to be a fucking rager, right? And it's unclear how exactly it happens, but uh, Loreboy's canon is that Xenagos throws such a rager that he earns himself enough worship that night to ascend to godhood. He's basically like, yeah, he's like going from like drunk guy to drunk guy, be like, yeah, it was my idea to drown all the eldritch horrors. It was like, oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. I worship you, man. Xenagos <laughs> is a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fucking guy, this guy. There's a fucking place in the pantheon of gods, man. <laughs> oh, man, thank you so much. You really, you really mean that, man? Could you sign this? <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> you know, what, like, to go, like, canonize me, basically, to become, like, a party saint? It's a change.org petition. And yeah. Like, yeah. your email for that, man. That means yeah. so much to me. Stand uh, atop our, empty mount- our mountain of empty wine cans or whatever you would consume wine <laughs> oh he'd have like he'd have like the wizard scepter of pbr bud light cans yeah. <laughs> all of them have been shotgunned yeah, yeah yeah um yeah so he's 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 a god now he he ventures to nix he joins his god fellows uh elspeth for her part uh she wakes up with quite the hangover she's covered in the blood of her now dead lover uh and she's banished by her god heliod for her part in xenagos's ascension so she wakes up from one hell of a party, uh, doesn't remember anything. She was possessed by Xenagos at some point in the night, murdered her lover, and he, uh, she wakes up with her god angry at her. And he's like, what the fuck did you do last night? You realize there's a fucking new god on my doorstep now? 
I'm the god of my, I'm the god of gods. Okay, I gotta I gotta fucking intake this guy. You know how much paperwork that is? What the fuck Change happened direction. last night? Yeah, polo shirt. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's just like I don't fucking remember a thing. God, what happened last night? And she's just like in the middle of the desert. Uh, so he banishes her. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, you killed your lover. You're devastated. I blame you for all of this. Uh, so Xenagos, uh, however, had stated his ambition. He'd obtained a place in the Pantheon. He'd become the god of revels. So he's the one to mirror Dionysus. Oh, okay, I like that yeah. you use the word sated, like uh, to satisfy. I guess sater, that's where it comes from, huh? <laughs> I would assume that's where sated comes from, but I don't know. Or sater comes from being satisfied. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure I both. Think the- sater would probably be first because English would have taken the roots from Greek. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, satisfied could be a Greek, a Greek rooted word. Yeah, and they could, have, they could have named these mythical creatures who often sated themselves after the Greek sated or whatever. They're saters. You know? yeah. Truth is, we don't know. No. Tr- truth is, we're dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the etymology of dumb is lore boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he becomes a god, but it'd be short-lived. Uh, he finds it hard to maintain his godly form. Uh, he ends up enslaving uh, the Nyxborn, uh, which are creatures born in the like the realm of Nyx, the, the night sky, basically. Uh, he drains their power for himself. This leads to Nyx's night sky darkening, as like stars wink out, I guess. Um, and chaos uh, spreads across the plane of Theros. Um, but I think we'll talk about his downfall uh, next time, because I think okay. we're at a good point here. Yeah, so I think next episode I'll talk about Elspeth, who kind of plays a part in uh, taking him down and, and regaining her honor uh, in the eyes of Heliod. Um, she, she she's like a really interesting character too. Like I said, there's a there's a lot of story there, uh, and it might tie us back to the uh, Phyrexian invasion. Uh, Peter, you kind of joked about the Phyrexians, but uh, they're no joke. Okay, uh, Theros Theros did. Uh, suffer at the hands of the invasion block. You know, the the Phyrexian horrors did come to Theros, uh, at least to some extent. Uh, So maybe we'll get into all that. Uh, Elspeth, as a little teaser, is actually from uh, a plane entirely ruled by Phyrexians. Um, So she was born as a slave to Phyrexian horrors. Oh, someone's got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, right? She sure does end up with a lot of slavery. She got taken over by... (laughs) Uh, Xenagos, and now she's been. T- she was a slave to the Phyrexians. She just seems <laughs> rather unfortunate uh, in general. Yeah, she's like uh, Colin's but- mole man, just like constantly <laughs> yeah, unlucky. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's uh, that's a, a topic for another episode, I think. So I've I've been your host, Ethan Palmer. Uh, I hope you liked the show. Uh, if you did, let me know. You can let me know at Ethan the Dead Man or at Podcast at gmail.com or contact at loreboys.com. Uh, um, yeah. You guys, where can people find you on the internet? Go to the Discord, Discord, Discord. Uh, check our About section on the loreboys.com, and you should be able to find our Discord invite. Come hang out there. That's uh, where we hang out with our community and chat with them. Uh, I was streaming some World of Warcraft today, doing some uh, ridiculous XP farms that should not be allowed in the game. Uh, you don't can find us for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're patching out exploits in WoW Classic like that because they didn't back in the day, right? So Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hashtag no changes more because it's cheaper to not change things rather than they shouldn't change things. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I can be uh, exp farmed at Pete O'Donohue on Twitter uh, or at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you're on, if you're perusing the Loreboys.com, there is a make your own merch section. Uh, there's two piece transparent pictures up right now that you can just print out and do whatever you want with. Please suggest more. Uh, there are hundreds of images and a bunch of stupid fucking memes. Okay, bunch of images on the website, uh, theloreboys.com. Discord is shitting its pants right now, so we need to kill this episode <laughs> as quickly as we can, as quickly as we can before we drop again. Um, it's dropped like three times, and if you yeah. haven't noticed this far, then we've done our job editing. But theloreboys.com <laughs> at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram, loreboyspodcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash theloreboys. Ethan, Loreboys Prime, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't just face me on. Uh, <laughs> uh, as everyone knows, uh, we've always had a sex cult uh, at the Lord Boys headquarters. Uh, the good news for you listeners is that auditions are now open. That's right. If you join Lord Boy- Boys Prime for $69.69 a month, nice, uh, nice. we will accept your audition tapes to uh, the Lord Boys sex cult. Uh, of course, if you just send us an audi- uh, a sex tape of you, uh, we won't watch it unless you're part of a Lord Boys Prime. So send us $69.69. 69 cents uh in the mail uh please unmarked bills only and by unmarked i mean not uh tainted uh and, erectile uh, dysfunction erectile no problem just have a cup of seder blood and you'll be hard for a whole month exactly you ready for that three-point nut <laughs> yeah or jamie blood yeah. uh so uh i guess that's a uh a lore boys three-point nut Ow. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 